As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Seven fifty-five is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty is on the air now. Welcome back to 755 is Real. I'm David O'Brien, race writer for The Athletic, with my co-host, Eric O'Flaherty, who was on the last bullpen of the Braves that was as deep and good as this one for 2010. Right, Eric? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 2011 gets talked about a lot, but right. the depth, 2011 was, or 2010 was deep. Yeah, you're right, because I'm one that talks about 2010 a lot, too, because what you had the historic year, Kimbrell, but people forget the year before you had a rookie, Kimbrel, who was yep. a setup guy, and you had Billy Wagner closing, and you had Saito and you and Moilo yep. and and uh, Venters. Yep. It was one other one too. It was I, I saw I was looking through that. You were really, really deep. We were deep. I mean, we got six, seven guys deep, but that just having Billy close and it, it right. showed up in the playoffs too. You know, we played the Giants and Billy got hurt. Yep. Craig and, and Johnny just went off in the postseason until that, you know, that last game. But yeah, that was I, a deep one. I forgot how good Craig was when, that when he came up when he was a rookie before he yeah. moved into closer role. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that, that was the last bullpen as deep as this one. Um, the first kind of health issue they've had at spring training at all, really uh, to any significant guy is Luke Jackson had some forearm soreness, which would be more worrisome. If he was shut down right now, but he's not, he'd shut him down for a week, but he's pitching again or he's throwing again yeah. to a bullpen. So I'm not really worried about it because Snit said he threw a bullpen. And if, if they'd had to stop in the bullpen, I'd be more worried about, it. but now it's a question of whether he can get ready by opening day. But if he's not, it'll be probably one week later. So yeah, whatever. And yeah, it's one of those things you just take your time with. And it, those guys threw a lot last year. You know, yeah. they had yeah, that extra month and a half uh, of throwing, you know, it, it kind of catch up with you and, the other thing is when you're as deep, you know, if Luke yeah. was closing, you might try to have him ready by opening day. But when you're as deep as the Braves are, yeah, guy that, that meant a lot to the team last year is a little banged up. You just take it easy with him. If he misses a week, it's who cares? Yeah, a guy who had a sub two ERA last year and a lot of appearances. Yeah. And and it's not even really a, a big concern because you can just slot somebody else in until he's ready. I mean, when 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 uh, Darren O'Day is your number seven or eight or nine yeah. guy. Yeah. That's pretty He's good. Doing fine. Yeah. So, um, 
they're wrapping it up. They got one week to go. I'm flying back tomorrow for the last week of camp, but it's crazy. There's still, yeah, it is crazy. I mean, you've played so few games. Uh, I, I'm just concerned there's going to be some injuries around the league, but they're bit, it was really smart to do the expanded rosters for April. Really smart. Yeah. So you add a couple of pitchers, you know, the Braves are going to start with six starters, which I think is also smart given how long these guys pitched last year, the innings they piled up, given, uh, given the fact that Charlie's coming back from the broken leg and Max threw more innings than ever. Ian had the month, missed a month last year after the uh, All-Star break. I think it's really smart. And some young guys who are going to be in there from day one, they're going to throw more innings than ever if they if they were to pitch the whole season. So I think six-man in this case, I'm not usually for the six-man, but I think in these current circumstances, it's a good idea. I do too. I mean, it's – with no the short spring days. training and, and you're going to have less off days. Right, coming out of the gate, no off days. That's a big thing too. I don't, I don't see any reason not to do it, honestly. Yeah, because usually you got a one day off day, right? Like after opening day or after the first series, they're going to play like right out of the shoot. You know, they have off day before the home opener. That's it, though. You got like 14 games, I think, in 15 days, and and then not another off day. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a grind right out of the box, but they got the pitching to do it. The, the Braves, uh, the pitching is just so superior to other teams. Uh, you know, in the division, you got the Mets with their really top-heavy rotation. That's the best with that because the first three. But for depth, I don't think anybody in the division comes close to matching the Braves for depth, starters and bullpen. Well, right, and that's why you can do the six-man and you do not feel bad about it. If you're only too deep, you're trying to get, you know, Scherzer and DeGrom pitching as much as possible. Yeah. But w- when you're as deep as the Braves, you know, and each guy is, is, is pretty reliable, it gives them a chance to feel out a few of the younger guys. Um, I think it's a pretty smart move just to ease everybody back in after after that World Series run last year. And you got man, I, I wrote this today. This the Braves have it's been a, I can't even remember a time when they had such legitimate, attractive options for those last spots in the rotation, which is usually two last spots, but it's gonna be three of the last spots, the so four, five, and six. And uh, they've got some really attractive options given you know what these guys have done before. You got Kyle Wright. We've talked about him a lot, a, a lot of times. I think he's finally at the stage where he's got the mentally he's ready to do this. I think the World Series appearance is really going to help him. I mean, if you can go out and throw four and a third or whatever he did in the World Series, scoreless, you got to feel good about coming in and facing anybody, uh, you know, in, in April. He, that, that should, he should be past any of the mental stuff. Yeah, he should be. You know, I mean, there's the only way to tell is when it happens. You know, you take that time off, but – I think that's just, you know, you saw it play out in the postseason last year, all the guys that had gotten the experience the year before. Yeah. You know, had a couple yeah. guys had some tough breaks. But um, overall, every time you do that, the more confident you are. And in, just in general, the deeper you get into your career, you know, your first two spring trainings, you're nervous. Yeah. By year five, it's <laughs> it's just kind of going through the motions and getting your work in. And especially if you know you're on the team and you're not trying to make a team. but. Each time you do it, you know, opening day won't be as, as nerve-wracking for guys. The, the first month won't be as nerve-wracking. And if you've had a bad April before, you won't stress it as much. So I would hope that, you know, he's he's just maturing and getting used to it and able to build on knowing that he can pitch in the league and, and having good results. And, and nothing will boost your confidence more than pitching well in the World Series. And I think you've got uh, Waskari Noah. If those two guys are 4-5 or five in either order – you know, I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's coming back to prove something after last year, after he got off to that incredible start and then did yeah. a boneheaded move of breaking his hand, punching a bench. 
and ruined his season. I mean, he wasn't yeah. the same after that. And he was left off the postseason roster because he just wasn't the same. He's coming in in good, good shape, and uh, I think he's got really some. He's going to go out there with something to prove and and motivated. There should be no lack of motivation for him this time. No, to no, because he had a spot star. locked down. Yeah. He, was, he was the he best pitcher in. at the time yeah. he was hurt. Remember? Yeah, because because uh, Max had gotten hurt early, the hamstring, you got two IL stints early, and uh, and Charlie would start out slow. So at the time, you know, it was their best pitcher, legitimately. So. Yeah, and then he's forgotten by the time they get to the World Series, you know. So you it's got just him. crazy how fragile that is. You know, yeah. you, you, he was looking at if he finished that season, he'd have a whole year of forgiveness to stay in the rotation. Yeah. He was going to be on the pitch. all-star team if he'd kept yeah. that up for another month. He would he have doing. to pitch terrible not to be on the team this spring. Yeah. And it just threw him off his rhythm. You know, coming back, he wasn't the same. But he's not going to be short on confidence, I can tell you that. So then you've got in the final spot, if those two have two spots for that six spot, man, you've got, you can't go wrong. I think with Spencer Strider, who's kind of caused a buzz in camp because uh, he's a guy that made, did the incredible feat of, of uh, four minor. He pitched at every minor league affiliate last year. When you start the season in low a and you end it pitching for the Braves in the final weekend of the season. So five levels he covered last year. And he, they considered him. That was a tryout for the for the uh, postseason ro- roster. He didn't get put on it, but he could have. You know, they only had room for one, and they put uh, Dylan Lee on that because he wanted you know the left-hander. But uh, Spencer Strider has come into camp, really built on that, and impressed a lot. He made a start yesterday, and he's out there throwing triple-digit heat and looking, making it look easy for a guy who's probably five eleven. He's listed at six foot, and he's under yeah. two hundred pounds. Just one of those rare electric arms, man. Yeah, and it's the craziest thing to me about it is he's doing it in spring training. You yeah, know, I mean, if you if you watch Kimbrel come in, and, and Kimbrel's kind of a you know a, he's a thicker build than than Strider, but right. still kind of the same height and electric arm and everything. But Kimbrel would come into camp throwing ninety two, ninety three. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't hit that ninety eight, ninety nine that he gets to until right about opening day, maybe his last appearance of spring. But to see Strider starting a game and doing it. Um, it's crazy. It makes me think about the debate, you know, in sports that athletes are just better now. And I always go back and forth because athletes take such better care of themselves now. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, yeah, like I what, if Jordan wasn't drinking, what if Jordan wasn't drinking 30 Bud Lights a night? <laughs> you know, what if he was getting his sleep and training the way guys do now? You know, and smoking every cigars time. on the golf course for games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. My, uh, my first year in the big leagues, the whole team would be in the sauna drinking beers after the game. I mean, yeah. you can't do you really can't do much worse to yourself than go dehydrate yourself and drink a bunch of beers right after you've already been out running around you know the yeah. whole game and so i think when people compare all this it's it, strider shows you that guys come into camp and their bodies are in tip-top shape and ready to go nobody's using spring training to get to get ready anymore and yeah. i always i just laugh when i see the just the the athleticism that guys have now Max comes in, he pitched into November last year, by far the most innings. He comes in, he's throwing 96 the other day. He said, I don't even yeah. care what the velo buzz, but that's good to hear that. He's he's yeah. at, he's at midseason velo right now. Yep. So, yeah, Strider, to make his season last season even more impressive, that was his first pro year. He yeah. had pitched in pro ball. Picked him yeah. out of Clemson. He missed a year at Clemson with TJ and – uh yeah, it's pretty special to come back from TJ and be throwing like this 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 soon back after. Um, so then, yeah, that last spot, man, you got a choice of him, 
Tucker Davidson, who we saw who looked really good in a couple of starts yep. last year before he got the forearm tightness in his fourth start, shut him down. That's the guy that also had an amazing feed. He goes like two months without pitching at all, makes one rehab start, and then starts a game in uh, in the LCS. Yeah. So you got him, and uh, you got Muller. So uh, I don't think you any of those guys would be is going to be fine in that sixth spot. I think Tucker Davidson should get it. He probably will with the experience and all that. Um, but you could put uh, Strider in that bullpen to start, man, because you got the extra spot in the pen. You could, I'd put him in there and let him do what he can do, and then because you, you can always just bump him when when the rosters are cut back to, on May second, then you send him back down to minors, and that's not going to be a, enough time where he's going to be fine. You go back in and get stretched out and keep starting down there, you know. Well, especially if when they do bring him out of the pen, you know, it's you can never have too many guys down in your pen that can eat three innings, right? Exactly, and especially early on when. You, injuries happen guys aren't ready guys are starters are going a little shorter and and you get a game that's eight nothing you take strider and you just bring him in in the sixth and let him finish the game and and get his work in you know if if the game's out of hand and you want to see him stretched out you throw him three or four innings and when you send him back down to the minors he's you you have him in a starting position and, and keep him stretched out for the rotation but honestly man they have they have all three of those guys because you can guy has a bad start you want to try somebody else it, yeah it's it's tough on them to to get sent down or know that if they don't have a good start they might go down but from a team perspective you just ride whatever the hot hand is the guy has a couple bad starts try the other guy yeah. and, and you could just keep doing that yeah they all got options obviously uh, yeah. they uh you know everybody except Newcomb um is going to make the team probably just because he does not have options and they're going to give him you know one more chance at least and this is the year he's got to do something though I think if he gets if he starts out slow again this year, I think it's probably it for him with the Braves. So he really needs to go out and do something out of options. Probably going to keep him over somebody that deserves that spot more than him, based on what he's done in the spring. But you know that's just part of the game. Everybody understands that. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and Strider, I think the fact that he's still in camp is a good sign for him because they could have sent him down to minor league camp to be starting and getting stretched out and pitching every fifth day there, but they haven't. Yeah. Well, it's especially you know you got. Every team seems to have a reliever throwing 100 now, but yep. there's still not that many starters that are just sitting 98 yep. <laughs> like, like he's been doing. And looks like he's got a good changeup. His breaking ball looks good, and, and his fastball seems to have some pretty good life on it too. You know, He's not just lighting up the gun. It's it's getting on, guys. Yeah, people keep asking me, Could he, do you think he, you see him as a future closer? I'm like, yeah, he could do that role if he wants to. Yep. But you don't. You do that after you, after you decide he can't start, not before. Yep. I mean yeah. – you know, Craig Kimbrell, if he could have been a good starter, they would have kept him starting, you know, or yeah. had to be a starter if he had three or four pitches. So, yeah, everybody, everybody can be a future closer. Most of those starters, most starters could be a lights out reliever, but the reason they're starters is because they have more value there. Right. Verlander could have been a hell of a closer. Same with DeGrom. <laughs> Got a lot more value as a starter. Yeah. 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 So, but anyway, the pitching staff is this is the best it's looked to, for me, uh, top to bottom. Ever. I can't I, I don't remember yeah. pitching staff being this good. Uh you guys had that bullpen, but your rotation wasn't deep like this one, obviously. So uh, no, it wasn't. It's gonna be impressive. Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. MLB.com uh, had Kashevitz raked rotations, best rotations in MLB. I thought it was interesting. He's got uh, he's got uh, the Mets number one because of the first two guys, though. I mean, they got some other guys that are really good too. You got Degrom and Scherzer. I mean, that's a, maybe, arguably the best one-two combination in history. If Scherzer is Scherzer and Degrom stays healthy, those are two big ifs, though. But that's a that's a historic. Shouldn't say one, history, two. but recent history at least. That's a historic level one, two, though. Well, you could put them up against anybody. Right. Multiple Cy Young stuff, everything. Um, Chris Bassett, Carlos Carrasco, Tawan Walker, all guys that are really good if they stay healthy and make a lot of starts. But yep. he's got them number one, basically in the, the top two guys. Brewers, he's got two. Yeah. Woodruff Burns, Peralta, Lauer, Hauser, and Ashby are their six to pick from. That's another one though that it's it's about those top two. Yeah, Woodruff and Burns. You know, it's I, I yep. get it. I get the the ranking, but the the Braves are definitely deeper than those two. No doubt. Blue Jays: Barrios, Gossman, Ryu, Manoa, Manoa, who's a stud. He's in their fifth fourth spot, and Kikuchi. Uh, then he's got the White Sox four with Lucas Giolito, Lance Lynn, Dylan Cease, Dallas Keuchel. And Michael Kopech, I I'm sorry, but he's got the Astros and the White Sox ahead of the Braves, and I don't I don't see that. The Astros, you consider what they had against the Braves. McCullers is hurt right now, so you got the Astros. He's got them fifth with Verlander, Fromber, Valdez, Luis Garcia. I I, I can't pronounce Urgadi. I always forget uh, how to pronounce his name. Urgadi, you are cute. Then. Arcidi, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Javier Odorizzi in the fifth spot or six, fifth and sixth spots. You're not, Jake I, Odorizzi? I, yeah, you, you're not okay. going to tell me that that's better than the Braves. He's got the Giants six with Logan Webb, Carlos Rodon, Di Sclafini, Alex Wood in the fourth spot, Alex Cobb. Uh, I would argue they should be higher than that. They've got the Dodgers seventh with Bueller, Kershaw, Urias, Gonsolin, and Haney, man, it's just wild to see the Dodgers that low in it, considering how much money yeah. they've spent in the pitching. But that's probably yeah. about right with, with all the question marks there and the age and everything. Braves, he's got eighth with Max Fried, Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson, Kyle Wright, Guascar Enoa. I'd put the Braves' first three up against anybody. Yeah, I don't think Ian gets the respect he deserves. I, I agree. He could be one or two for most teams, Ian Anderson. So it's he just doesn't strike out, you know. If he if he put up the exact same numbers yep. but struck out, you know, say ten right. per nine, and he'd get a lot more respect. But off the charts, his postseason numbers. He's one of those guys you have to watch pitch to to respect it and and understand how easy it looks most of the time and how in control he looks throughout his starts. 
Right. And, and, and I would say the only reason you put the Braves down that low is because, you know, there still are questions with Wright and Enoa. But if you get, like we said, Enoa pitching like he did last year before he got hurt. And if you get Kyle, like we've seen him when he's been good, I yeah. think his Braves rotation moves up a lot higher. I think maybe you're pushing top five if those two guys pitch well and whoever's in that sixth spot, you know. And it, it could be by the, you know, by the all-star break or something to say Kyle Wright lives up to his potential or yeah. Miller lives up to his potential or Davidson's having a good – yeah. Good go at it. You know, the, a lot will change. I guess that, you know, if you're a national guy, you wouldn't be sold on a few of these guys having right. not watched what they're capable of and just looking at the numbers. And I looking think that's at the usually, ERA. yeah, I think that's usually kind of how it's done. Yeah. If you look at Kyle Wright's ERA's career, ERA's mid sixes, you're like, okay, what the hell? You know, yeah. but we've seen him when he's been really good. And then yeah. when he's not, he's usually really bad. So, yep. Uh, they got the Braves ahead of the Yankees with Garrett Cole. Then they fall off pretty quickly to Jordan Montgomery, Severino, Cortez, and Ty. That that's a talent. That's a that's strange. That's a yeah, for a team that spent as much money as them. Yep. Yeah. And ten Phillies with uh, I'd move the Phillies up higher probably with Wheeler and Nola. I think Nola will bounce back from a pretty mediocre year by his standards. Ranger Suarez, Kyle Gibson, and Zach Eflin. I think the Phillies are, are underrated on this one at 10. Yeah, I agree. Nola's kind of one bad. It's just the, the weird thing about baseball is, and it, and it does happen, you have one bad year and that's it. You know, you kind of just stay down there. But most of these guys, for whatever reason, you have a year where you come in, you're off and have a few bad habits. You have an off season to reset it and they come back and they're kind of who they were in the past, but I wouldn't expect Nola to keep struggling. And if you look at his numbers last year, he still had the strikeouts and everything. It just yeah. was hit a few in a few games that, you know, some really bad games, but yeah. the stuff didn't change. So yeah, I would expect him to bounce back. Um, the other was the best lineups. And this is also interesting. I thought because Man, it's, it hasn't been uh, – there was a time when you would not have found the Braves anywhere near these things, but they deservedly belong as high or higher than the rank. They got, he's got, at number one, got the Dodgers. Tough to argue. Mookie Betts, counting Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, Max Muncy, Will Smith, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, Chris Taylor, A.J. Pollock. When you got that Taylor dude bad eighth, that had the what three homer yeah. game against the Braves in the LCS. <laughs> Not a lot of breaks there. No, no. So hard to argue that. Uh Braves aren't behind, far behind it, but Blue Jays, two. Springer, Bichette, Guerrero, Tiasco Hernandez, Matt Chapman, Lourdes Guriel, uh, Calvin Biggio, Danny Jansen, and Tapia. Ramel, Ramel Tapia at the ninth spot. Let's get them at second. Number three, he's got the White Sox. Tim Anderson, Yon Moncada, Jose Abreu, Eloy Jimenez. If he's healthy, that guy's a monster. Yasmani Grandal, Luis Robert. Oh, God, that's a murderer's row, that first six. Yeah. Andrew Vaughn, Gavin Sheets, Josh Harrison. There are some bombs. There are some guys that can hit some bombs in another that lineup. Four, the Braves. Eddie Rosario, and this is, keep in mind, without Acuna, that changes everything, obviously. Uh, Eddie Rosario leading off Dansby. Don't know if that'll be it. Dansby in the second hole, but that's what he's got. Uh, Olsen, Marcelo Zuna, Austin Riley, Ozzie Albies, Adam Duvall, Travis Darno, Alex Dickerson. 
Now you sub Acuna for yeah. Alex Dickerson. Game changer. Yeah, that changes a lot. And uh yeah, it changes a lot. That 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 moves the Braves up to me to push in the Dodgers for best lineup in baseball to me. Yeah. You, if you if you have a healthy Acuna in there and those other guys all stay healthy. So but uh then you got uh five, he has the Yankees with Rizzo, Judge, Gallo, Stanton, Donaldson hitting fifth, Gliber Torres, Aaron Hicks. I can't pronounce his name either. I always mess his up. And Higashioka at ninth. They got to drop off the end there. It seems like the parks are coming into play too. You know, the White Sox yeah. hitting in that in that park. But that, that's yeah. pretty good for the Braves, especially if they're not counting Acuna. Because when, when you get him back. Yeah, I mean, you they, take Mookie Betts or you, you take the superstar out of another team's lineup and see where they rank, you know? Right. I mean, he's arguably one of the best five players in, in baseball and one of the best five or ten hitters overall in baseball. Yeah. If not higher. Yeah. If he's healthy, he could be in the top three. I mean, we'll see. We'll see where he is. But that's where he was at. That's where he was at when he got hurt last year. You know, yeah. you look at his numbers when he got hurt. He was on an MVP face, pace early last season. Yeah, and he looks good. I haven't seen him play, but yeah. I've, I've seen the videos of him, and he's not favoring a thing. It's, no, he's moving great. And I'd I'm like sure that they're being careful. I yeah, like that they're being careful. I do too. I think if they not had had some setbacks that some guys have had in recent years, or if they didn't have the depth, they might be they might be tempted to rush him back, you know, because he looks so good. But I think they're being extra careful with this guy. It's just too valuable to have him come back and, and re-injure that knee. You just cannot do it. You got to make sure. It's kind of like oh Bobby used to Bobby used to say, if a guy's ready, give him another day, you know. Yep. In this case, if he's ready, give him another month. Yeah, and he's not gonna play. At eighty percent, right? When, when he right. comes back, he's going for the triple. He, yep. He's trying to catch the ball in the gap. You know, it's especially being a young guy and as explosive as he is. If it was a, you know, if it was Chipper and he's getting toward the end of his career, right. and and Chipper knows how to just manage his body a little bit better and manage his effort, uh, it's kind of like when Bryce Harper came into the league, and he had to have teammates tell him like. Yeah. Hey man, you got to stop crashing into fences and yep. and laying out for balls you can't get to and trying to throw people off from the warning track. And when he toned that down, his overall numbers went up because his body was in in a lot better shape. Yeah, I mean, you brought up Chipper. Remember, he blew his his, his second ACL injury was at Houston. That was well after the All Star break. That was towards the end of the season, right? And he mm-hmm. was back the next spring training. But like yep. Chipper said, when I asked him early on, right after uh, Acuna got hurt, he goes, "Yeah, but." I was 36. Uh, you're not yep. worried. About, I'm not going to be, you know, making, yeah. diving, jumping and all that. He just wanted to get back and keep playing because there was no reason to. Because he had he, considered retiring that year before he got hurt. He wasn't going to go out on that note. So it's, uh, he tore his meniscus in spring training one year. Didn't even rehab it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's right? like I'm old. I can rake. <laughs> I don't want to do any rehab games. Just put me out there. And he went deep in the first game back. That I remember him. Just skipping altogether, skipping rehab assignments at the end and get hurt, be on the, be on the IL. Uh, Chipper comes off the IL tomorrow. Is he going to rehab? No, he'll be in line tonight. <laughs> He's ready to go. And, you know, home like riding the, the bike for him. So, yeah, but you're right. Like Acuna, for instance, that play he got hurt on in Miami. He's going to come back and his instincts, he's going to take over and he's going to try to make that play again. The same Jump play. In, yeah. Maybe get a little bit of a bad read, make up for it with athleticism, jump and make it kind yeah. of. And I and I hope they and I'm sure they will. I mean, they know better than me, but I think they'll have a brace on him when he comes back, so that knee cannot move laterally. 
Yeah. Might slow him down a little bit, but it's worth it so that the knee cannot move laterally. Yeah, and I just I don't think, you know, I don't think you can I don't think you can expect him to to tone it down. Yeah, you know, I mean that's just the type of player he is. He's all out. So yeah. I gotta definitely take my, my time way. with him. Uh oh. Yeah. All right, Dustin, get get away. <clears throat> so yeah, and, and yeah, that's all good news is he looks so good. He looks he's in great shape. Uh he's 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 obviously motivated to get back and continue doing what he was doing last year before he got hurt. And uh and uh, the other one the other one is Ozuna. I mean Ozuna, you know, what he did aside, because I'm certainly not <laughs> uh, you we've talked about this before. There are no excuses. There are no uh there's just no sugarcoating what he did. Um I'm not that but I'm just talking about as a baseball player, he's back, he's on this team and he looks great and he's motivated, he's in shape. He played winter ball right up through the Caribbean World Series. So he came in in better shape than most guys as far as being game ready. Yeah. And uh, that's just a huge addition to get him back. He only played 48 games, I think, last year before he was out. So if he gets back and he's at close to the level he was at in 2020, people forget this guy led right. the league in home runs yeah. and RBIs. Well, two he was years a force ago. in 2020. I mean, he was he was part of what took him as far as they went. Yeah. Did it, did it last year without him. So if you get him back healthy and swinging a hot bat, I mean, he's he's definitely – he's one of those guys that when he comes up, you know he's trying to do damage. Yeah. So, you know, it changes the feel of the lineup when you got him on deck versus a guy that, you know, that's going to take a single to right. You you see Ozuna on deck and you're going to you're gonna come see whoever's at the dish. Yeah, and since he since this year when he – raked and, and and wrecked opposing pitching. Austin Riley has took off and he had his yep. last breakthrough year last year. So now you you're adding him to a lineup that's got a uh, uh you know an MVP caliber Austin Riley. At least last year that's what he was. So and then uh, as much as the Braves are going to miss Freddie Freeman his presence and all that, the guy you added his was every bit as good as Freddie last year, you know? I mean, Matt Olson statistically, defensively was as good as Freddie last year. So you're not going to have a fall off there probably. And and he's right at the peak of his career. His birthday today, I think he's turned 28. Yeah. This is a guy that's in the peak of his career, entering the prime of his career. He's just in it. Uh, so uh, it's going to be, this has got a team. They got, they got people ask me, can this lineup be better than last year? I said, yeah, it can be, but you can't also, you, you can't just assume that Austin Riley is going to replicate the year he had last year. He was right. phenomenal. Dansby hit for a ton of power last year. Can he build on that and can, and keep getting better? You need that. Ozzy Albies hit up 30 home runs last year. I mean, you got you had a lot of guys that had big years last year. Yeah. Rosario was raking down the stretch. It's gonna be nice having Rosario in there from day one because we saw what he could do when he got healthy last year. That's yeah. a big, big ad. That was the final piece kind of for the lineup, I think, when uh when uh Alex signed him during camp. That was a big ad. They needed to bring back him or Solaire. Yeah. His yeah, Soler, I, I would have liked having Solaire, but it's hard to argue with what uh, Rosario did, especially in the postseason. Yeah. yeah, I mean, anytime you see a guy that gets better when the pressure's on, I want him on my team. And that, yeah. that seemed to be what Rosario was. I mean, he just had a knack for that last postseason. So he's a good pickup. And if you could only have one of those guys, I'd rather have Solaire in a DH role. Yeah. But you got to have Ozuna in the DH role. You can't yeah. have Ozuna in the field for the whole year. So Rosario fits better in that respect in that he's not – He's not a great defensive player, but he's not bad. And he can make he can he can uh make up for some for some bad reads, all that. With as speed. we saw, yeah, as we saw last year. 
and make a spectacular catch on a ball that should have been been at. But he can make up some ground. That backhanded catch he made in the playoffs. <laughs> that was crazy. That was again. That was phenomenal. That saved that game. That was huge. It saved the game. That was the. That's the first time I've been watching baseball and jumped out of my couch, jumped up in the air because I just the way he was tracking that ball, it was over his head, and yeah. he looked what he looked for the fence right before he got there, and I read that as him giving up at it on it, you know, and then he just threw up that backhanded yeah. catch at the last second, kind of jumping that. That play was crazy. That that changed. I mean. It's it's nuts to think about it too. If he doesn't catch that ball, maybe they don't win the World Series. It was it it, it saved that game probably. Yeah, it was huge. It gets overlooked because of the home runs people hit and all that and what they overcame. But yeah, that was huge. That was huge. In in addition to his LCS, if he doesn't have the LCS, he has they might not get to the World Series. They probably don't. Yeah, there were so many times in that LCS where the offense could look kind of flat, and he just had a huge hit to re, to start him to ignite him. That only hit, hit off the Bueller. Hit after hit after hit. He was amazing yeah. in that LCS. So yeah, that was a good that was a good pickup. And they got him for two years plus an option. So it's not like Solaire selected in the postseason either, but I, I don't think it's, you know, if you had to pick one of those guys, Ozuna kind of has the presence Solaire has, maybe yeah. not as good of at bats. I was really shocked with how how well Solaire worked in a bat last year. I just didn't yeah. expect it coming from a guy that big with that power, but Ozuna still has that presence. So you got a big right-handed bat, and and you kind of need that that lefty threat too. So yeah. I think it's I guess it's the right play. Yeah, if you can only get one of them, and, yeah. and keep in mind also they beat the Dodgers without Solaire. Yeah, you know, so um, yeah, we got you're down to the last spots. You got a week left to decide these. They're off today, uh, and then play the Red Sox tomorrow at uh, Fort Myers, and you're gonna see a lot of regulars playing down the stretch. You know, get a lot of bats now because. Guys don't have many at-bats or innings, man. Around right. baseball, you look, there's still guys making their first start. Like Verlander made his first uh, game start today. You know, first start in two years. And it looks like he's still in there, too. So, Guys, let's take a quick break, and then we'll finish up the show. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions supply the Braves are trying to do something that nobody has done in baseball which I think is amazing really since 2000 nobody has repeated as World Series champion that's how hard it is man yeah it's just how hard it is the Yankees won three in a row 98 through 2000 and nobody has repeated since then and when you consider some of the teams that have been some of the powerhouse teams and pitching staffs and nobody has found a way to repeat I mean, the Dodgers, the only one they won was in the short season. Yeah. And you would have thought with the teams they were rolling out there, you know, I mean, they they lost Seager this year. There's some guys. They're a little weaker this year. But you would have thought 
from what 16 17 on they would have won at least yeah. at least been pretty close to repeating yeah no doubt they would argue maybe they would have in the in the cheating year the trash can led year but hey you yeah. didn't do it so right you know yeah and the red sox some of those teams they had the giants it was kind of a it's kind of a uh one of those quirky things because they did it every other year you know yeah for that span three and five years i think it was which was an amazing run 10, but never 12, repeated 14 yeah every even year so the braves could try to do it and i you know as long as the Braves waited, it sounds kind of silly to say they could do it again, but they can do it again. If they stay healthy and get what they what these guys are capable of, they are they're right there with the Dodgers in the in the NL. And uh, I mean, we'll see in the AL who emerges, who stays healthy. But I the Braves, if they get if they can keep the key guys healthy and Acuna comes back strong, they, this team has every bit as chances as good a chance as anybody to win the, win a World Series this year. They're the favorites to win the division, right? I don't read a yeah. lot of that stuff. But they yeah, gotta... the Mets are behind them with all the money they spent, but the Braves are still favored of the Mets by people that really know. They should be. Yeah, yeah. As much money as the Mets have spent, my God. You might need to do it this year if the Braves for the Mets go up to $300 million, But Braves have a huge year this year, and they're going to get attendance. It's going to spike again this year. Their payroll will probably rise again this year or next year. And – you gotta you gotta tip your cap to them for finally bringing it up to the level of close to where it should be. I kept saying it should be at 180. Well, it's over 170 now. So yeah, you know it's pretty good. And I think and I expect them to make additions during the season too. Yeah, they like to Alex, keep that that little extra cash in their yeah, pocket. Alex always does that. So if they make a couple of ads, they could be right at 180 when the season ends. So depending on how it goes, but. So you go into this final final uh, break, and you're still looking like we talked about that rotation, the back of that. Can't go wrong, I don't think, with any of the uh, other possibilities. With you know, I've got my projected. I got Freed, Charlie. I think Freed will probably get opening day. That hasn't been made official yet. This between Freed and Charlie, I'd go Freed just now. He would He won. You know, he was opening day last year. He was the, he started Game Six of the World Series. The clincher pitched great, uh, and his tenure with the Braves. I mean, Charlie's had the, the career obviously and done everything. But I think Max has been with the Braves, you know, for his whole career since he got healthy after being traded for the Padres, and and uh, I think he probably did, you could argue I, you, either you can't go wrong with either of those guys. Yeah, you could do Morton if you wanted to split the right-handers if that matters and put the you know, lefty between him and Ian Anderson. I don't know if that matters at all, but if it does, you could do that. But I got Ian third, obviously Huascari Noah, Tucker, Kyle in some order in the last six. Then other possibilities like a Strider and Muller. Uh, in the in the in the bullpen, uh, you, we've talked about the core six that they've got. The right-handers, you got Kenley, your closer, Colin McHugh, uh, Luke. If he's not ready at opening day, he'll be ready shortly thereafter. Tyler Matz, the lefties, he got as good as any lefties in baseball yeah. with Tyler, AJ Mentor, and Will Smith now in a setup role from after the year he had closing. Then you got uh, you're going to have two more spots uh, or three more spots because you're probably going to go with nine coming out of the gate with the 28 man roster. And uh, I've got Darren O'Day as long as he's healthy, I think he's going to get one of those spots. Nuke, he's out of options. He's going to get one of those spots probably, whether he deserves it or not, and get a chance to show some. And and I've got also got Tyler Thornburg, who they signed to a non guaranteed deal, but he's looked pretty good in his two outings in springs. Looked real good, in fact. It's a guy that's yeah. done it, you know, plenty of experience. I got him and your other possibilities. I got Strider and Muller. I don't. I don't mind the idea of Strider starting in the pen, you know. But uh, you kind of got to see it through if he can 
you know, there's not a lot of starters that can throw a hundred and go six, seven innings. You know, there's, there's, there's a few options in the, in the game that can, but yeah, I don't mind using him for April out of the pen as, as some length out of the, out of the bullpen when you get a short start from guys. Cause like you're uh-huh. saying, Berlander just made his first start and season starts in what a week. Yeah. Uh, a week yeah. from tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't mind that option. I think you got to see Nine it days. through with, with Strider as a starter, but either way, I, I think the one big change as far as the bullpen goes is, and another re- uh, reason to have some depth is you have the DH now. So you can totally it, different. Yeah. You can, if you have a game you want to put away, you could throw Matzik for five outs. And, and then he's, he's down tomorrow. You know, it, it totally changes how you manage a pen when you never have to worry about that pitcher spot coming up. Yeah. So it could be more valuable than ever to have a guy like a Strider who can go two or three innings. You don't even have to worry about the rest of the pen. Then you have to hit. Yeah. 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 Just let him finish the game. And there'll be games where you can do that with him too. And, and he could also, if he's if he's in the pen, he could be one of your guys that could be an opener because they plan to use that too during this long stretch to start the season. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, but that's not going to surprise me if he makes the team in one of the either the back of the rotation or back of the bullpen. But we'll see. Catchers, that was decided uh, back when they signed, uh, re signed Darno to a two year extension and then signed Manny Pena in November for two year contract to be the backup. That's what made Langoliers expendable. They did not want to trade Langoliers because they, they looked at him as the catcher of the future. But the Oakland A's demanded either Harris or Langoliers, and they were not going to get Harris because Harris right. is going to be a they, they think he's going to be a star. I think he's going to be a superstar. They were not going to trade Harris. So, you know, you got two years to find another catcher. You got two years for Contreras to either develop, and he looked really good this spring in an oppo home run yesterday. He's got tons of power. You got two years to either develop him or go get another catcher. So you don't yeah. worry about that. With these two guys signed for two-year contracts, Darno and Pena. Yeah, I mean, if you gave up Langleers for a rental, you know, you might look bad, right. but you got, yeah. you got Olsen for – Quite a while, so yeah. I think that's a. I think they made the right move. And, and I don't think Alex would have done it if he didn't believe he was going to resign Olson to that extension. No, he wouldn't. Um, and I, I love the fact that they brought in a backup as experienced as Pena and as good throwing out runners and calling games. You yeah, know, as a pitcher, that's got to be feel good knowing both the guys that are going to be catching you are really good game callers and lead can lead a staff. Experience out the yin yang, you know, really throwing out guys, Pena's Pena is really good. That's the you know, for your backup catcher, you can afford to to have a guy that doesn't hit. Yeah, but you cannot. You cannot afford because you're always going to give that catcher. You know, maybe in at bat, you're your number one guy. You might give him a bat or something. But the point of it is to not bring him into the game and rest his legs and get him fresh. You cannot afford to have a guy that that's not strong defensively backing up your number one guy and and costing you games in in that role because that. For me, there, that's the one position I know. You know, some some people are saying shortstop, center field, but you cannot sacrifice at catcher defensively. Yeah. It's just you just can't do it. And and guys that don't know how to call a game, or you have a young guy doing it that comes in, and all of a sudden your starter has a blow up, and it, it can really backfire on you quick. So anytime a team has a really good defensive minded uh, backup catcher, I like it. And that's why the Braves did not want to go with one of those rookies uh, prospect right. as the backup catcher playing every right. fifth day. It was just wasn't a good arrangement, you know, got coming yeah. in. They both of them needed to keep catching. So that's why he became expendable. But uh, yeah. And, and Pena is uh, like you said, you could afford to have him not hit. He's got some pop. He, he hit does. some home runs last year. Yeah. So you can afford to have a guy hitting 200 when you got this lineup. That's not, that's not a problem at all. When you're nine, when you, yeah. when you got a DH in there. 
Yeah. Now, the thing about Contreras, which was really uh, interesting, is he made a start in right field a couple of days ago. First time he hasn't played in the minor leagues in the outfield, but he he uh, he played the outfield, center field, in fact, in some of those inter-squad games a couple of years ago in spring training 2.0 at Truist Park. Handled himself well. And the other night he hit a, couple, a liner in front of him, went back on a ball. I mean, he looks legitimately like he can handle himself out there, which – makes him so much more valuable. If you want to bring him up this year, if there's a point where you want to bring up a third catcher as that last spot on the bench, maybe if he could, yep. if you could have him in the outfield and not just sitting there on the bench, you know, that's pretty big. You know, that's, that's, that's nice to be able to put a guy in the outfield and your catcher. It's going to help his value now and down the line. I mean, there's barely anybody that does it. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, how many utility guys can just jump behind the dish. Yeah. If, if you can find somewhere else to put yourself where you don't have to be a catcher, it's it's extremely valuable. You just don't – you barely ever see that. Yeah. He's as athletic probably as any catcher in, in the league. Yeah. You look at this guy and it's like he doesn't – he is so athletic. He can His move. brother's a good athlete too. Yeah. 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 His brother's – the they might be the two most athletic catchers yeah. in the league. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Then you got uh, – your, your outfielders is uh, – there's still a couple spots that are – uh, one spot kind of up in, in the air there. But your infielders, you got Matt Olson, Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson. Utility, got Orlando Garcia, who you signed last year. You re-signed to it, I think, a two-year deal. I'd have to look that up. But that's a good, that's a good pickup. He he played well. He's solid. Yeah. And he could you could put him in the outfield too, which is nice. But uh I thought a big pickup for them was uh Brock Holt, former Red Sox dude. That's a that's a guy that can literally play all over the field. And he was a big part of the, some good Red Sox teams. Yeah, and you know, honestly, the most important part of those type of players is what they're like in the clubhouse. Right. You know, I mean, great. they come in and contribute, but they're you know, if they're a turd and yeah. not playing much, they can really just kind of kill the vibe. But it seems like and you've seen the Braves do it time and time again. But they seem to kind of put that emphasis on a good clubhouse guy, a guy that's going to yeah. fit in with the vibe. And I don't see that guy having. I mean, every video I saw him with the Red Sox looked like he was having a pretty yeah. good time. Everybody so I don't see him. he'll fit right in. Yeah, in fact, three of the guys they've got competing for these backup infield spots or they're going to stash and AAA, whatever, three are like great, acknowledged like great clubhouse guys. Brock yeah. Holt, Phil Goslin, you know Goose, right? Yep. And uh, and Ryan Goins, who's still really strong defensively. So these are, yeah, the, the chemistry thing was obviously first and foremost with Alex, you know, when, when deciding between talented guys, obviously. But the, the chemistry thing is really a decider for him in a lot of these cases. Outfielders, you got Marcelo Zuna, marginal, serviceable outfielder at best. Adam Duvall, Eddie Rosario, Guillermo Heredia, great clubhouse guy, was a huge yeah. part of last year's team. Just what he meant to this team, the Energizer Bunny, all that crap, you know, with yeah. the scores. He was just a big part of that team, and they had to bring him back. I mean, cutting out him would have been uh, – it was just really important, especially the Latin guys. They love him. Everybody loves him, though. Yeah, but he's a nonstop chatterbox, and uh, that was a good pickup. Alex Dickerson, who, if you look two years ago, he was a he was a he was he had some really big uh, at bats, some big hits for the Giants. Fell off a little last year when he got more playing time with them, but I think if used properly, he could be a good uh, good pickup. Yeah, I mean, overall, you, I can't really find too many things to pick at with this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 he's done a good job adding to the bench during camp or, uh, you know, this, this off season, late in camp. 
So that's it. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with those last two spots. But really, I mean, we know what this team is about. And we know, you know, they just need to they need to kind of stay at the top of the division uh, or close uh, until they get Acuna back. And, and I think they will. I think this team with the pitching staff is going to be right up there from the get-go. But um, there's no need to panic coming out of the box. We've seen that time and time again. I mean, last year's team, if nothing else, everybody can remember last year's team wasn't over 500 until – yeah. August, like St. Louis, that St. Louis series is yeah, when they started getting going. Over a hundred games. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to happen this year, obviously. But just keep that in mind, you know, everybody. If you if if they were to come out of the gate, because they got a tough road trip coming out after that first homestand, they go to San Diego and L.A. for seven games. Yeah, so, none of it matters. <laughs> right. it's, you know, you just got to get going. You know, by the All Star break and go into the postseason hot, and you can repeat. It's it's hard not to get wrapped up in all this stuff early on, but yeah. There's the season is so long. It's going to be nice for them coming out of the gate playing the Reds because the Reds are, are not the same Reds as they've been in recent years. Yeah, they kind of fire sell a little bit. Yeah, we got the Reds and uh, what Reds models? That's what, what I need to look at my schedule because it got screwed up because we're, we're going to open on the road with the with the Marlins. The good thing is back. when you're talking about injuries, is you're not really going anywhere. I mean, Cincinnati will probably be. Not the best weather, but you're not doing that New York, Philly, D.C., Colorado, those those yeah, places where you can on, be yeah. early on. You're playing in that really, really cold weather. Which the Braves have done so many times. Played so many times. In April of May in Colorado and got snowed out or played in freezing weather. Yeah. yeah. Or Chicago, that unbelievably horrible game they played in Chicago in May a couple of years, four or five years ago where it was freezing rain sideways. That's the worst conditions I've ever seen a game played in. It was Colorado was worse. I think it was 2013. We were playing. It was, I think it was 18 Double, degrees outside. or Doubleheader and never got to freezing that day. Yeah. But that night in Chicago with the wind on top of the, the freezing rain, guys came out of the bullpen. They said by the time they got from the bullpen to the mound, they couldn't feel their hand. Oof. The guys in the infield literally got together. They, get, they, caught, they, they had a huddle in the middle of the field. And said, "All right, I can't feel my hand." Guy said, "If we got a, if there's a double play situation, just get the out at first, just underhand it." They couldn't yeah. feel their hands. Well, that and that's looking at it. You know, I didn't. They they open up at home, so yeah, they're going to go San Diego, L.A. Yeah, and then no, then Texas. They don't go to the Mets until May. So normally by May, the weather's pretty clean there. Yeah, they got good weather uh, coming out going uh, right off the bat. You got. Home against uh, and it's been so nice here lately, Bob. You could have spring training in Atlanta this year. It's been that nice, but you got the Reds for four, then the Nats for three. So you should have a good home stand to start before you go out west with no day off, by the way. And you start the next day in, in San Diego. Yeah, that's that's what happened with this compressed schedule. Yeah, usually you have an off day after after uh, the first series. Yeah. yeah, after opening day in a lot of places in case yeah. there's a rain out. But you got yeah, you got. So you got you got 14 games right out of the shoot with no day off, which is never you never do that. So you got seven with the Reds and Nats, and you got seven. You got four at San Diego, three in LA. Never easy. No, that's a tough trip. And then you come home, you finally got an off day before you face the Marlins for three, then another off day. It's gonna be nice to be able to catch your breath there with two off days yeah. in four days after that 14 and 14 to start. Then you got the Cubs at home for three. Before you go on the road playing a dome at Texas. Um, so yeah, they should be really good with the weather earlier for that first month, yeah. man. Till you get to uh you get to May. Nice. And, yeah, New York, maybe in early May. That could always be you never that's hit or miss what you're gonna get there. And you got the yeah. Brewers at home, you don't have to go up there. 
All even right, just banging about. out that West Coast trip, you know, while you're still pretty fresh early early on in the season instead of doing it in June or July off of, you know, 20 yeah. days. Those things can really set you off, but the guys are used to getting up early right now. Yeah, So exactly. it won't mess them up too bad. It's a good point. That's a real good point. Um, if you look at it through the end of May, in fact, I hadn't thought about this, but this might be the best weather situation potentially that they've ever had in recent years at least. Yeah. Because you don't play – in anywhere where it could be cold until May, May. 2nd, New York. Yep. And it could be nice. You don't know, but it could be cold there. Then not again, because you got the Brewers and Red Sox and Padres all at home. Then you go, or then you got uh, at Milwaukee. So that's your next one, May 16th, where it could be cold. Three games there, but that's a dome. So that's not going to yep, be cold there matter. either. Yeah, yep. so forget it. You don't have another cold one then, uh, other than New York. You don't have another cold one potentially at all. Because you're in June by then. That's one of the hardest things coming out of spring training, and it's seventy-five every day. And right. then you go then try to throw in New York in April second, forty degrees. And they've had a couple of those years where they really had it rough coming out of the break with the, with the weather. That year that we went to Colorado, we stopped and we went. I think we went to New York first, and then we went Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was freezing there. Cold everywhere. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Then we went to Colorado. It was twenty-five degrees colder there. Yeah, remember they had some snow in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, you got uh, the Rockies. It's not till June, the first week of June. I mean, it could snow in Colorado in May. It has. Yeah. I've seen snow outside, yeah. but, but you should be okay by June there. It should be beautiful by June, yep. early June. So, yeah, you're looking good, man, with the weather, which, uh, you know, well, always nice. But, uh, and, and you're not going to have a whole lot of hot weather, too, with the early on. So, kind of ideal. But yeah, that West Coast trip, I like that. What you pointed out about the, the the body clocks are on that spring training schedule right now, where they fall asleep early and getting up at you know five, six in the morning. So yeah, you can stay on those for the game. You can just stay on those when you go out there. But yep, uh, you got to. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be great to see how this thing plays out. Getting a hundred, I'm just so glad they're gonna get 162 in. You know, it's not gonna have an asterisk. Uh, yeah, you know, the guy was five home runs shy, but maybe if he you know, this record or that record, or you're not going to have to worry about any of any of that. And the Braves are going to be able to, I like the fact that the, the only the first week got canceled because the Braves were going to open in Miami. I mean, you talk about anticlimactic going from the World uh, yeah, Series yeah. <laughs> to, to driving across the state and open in Miami, you know, which they would have yeah. probably had a good crowd for game one on opening day. And nothing. Game two would have been under 10,000 people. That would have yep. sucked. Even for the World Series champions, they wouldn't have drawn in Miami, but uh, but instead, instead of go, you you open at home. How cool That's is that? Huge. You got opening day combined with raising the with unveiling the pennant, and then you're going to yeah. give your World Series rings in Game Three on that Sunday or that Saturday. That's that's a pretty awesome. That'll be great. Gonna be a hell of a homestand to start the year. Could have worked out. Couldn't have worked out better for the Braves as far as that first week getting banked. And you make those games up. Three double headers and the season goes three days longer. No big deal, you know. They got the pitching yeah. staff to make it up. I hate one of those as a traditional double header where you're gonna have or or a uh, split double header. Yeah, 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 it's gonna be a long day in New York. Two of them are in New York, one in Miami, I think. So, so we're about to start this thing up. We'll uh, we'll do another of these. I think by the time we get to the next one, the roster will be. We'll at least have an opening day starter for sure, and the roster might be set and. Uh, be ready, but just gear this thing up. Then we'll go to two a, two a week once the season starts. Two or three. Well, uh, well, this is a good time to announce this. I think we're going to do three a week when the season starts this year, including one where we got where we got the you guys, your listeners on on board with us, right, Cam? 
Yeah, so we have a new feature, a relatively new feature on the Athletic app called Live Rooms. And it's where Athletic subscribers can ask questions to writers. So for example, if you guys were to enter the Live Room, and if you are following David on the Athletic app, or if you're following the Braves, you'll see that they're doing a Live Room, that they're hosting a Live Room. But you guys enter, you can ask your questions directly to David and Eric. They'll respond. It's a fun time. It's really engaging. For those that use the Athletic often, you may have already seen Live Rooms. If not, I encourage you to find some of those. It's a great time and gives us opportunity to talk with you all. So it's a win-win for everybody. Hopefully, after I spoke with our product team, it's good in another week or two. If we don't have it next week during the week opening day, we'll certainly have it the week after. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And you can do that by making sure you're subscribed to The Athletic. You can also subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube as well for those watching on the internet. All right, that's it then. 755 is real. In the meantime, rock chalk. 